It is now 2020, and welcome to 7 Days to Play, your weekly mobile game review program. I'm Sam. And I'm Edwin. Each week, we challenge one another to play a new mobile game, and this week, this year even, it was my turn, brand new year, to choose, and I chose Speed Demons by Radiant Games. Speed Demons. The S at the end kind of gets me, but I like it. Oh, you think it's just a speed demon? Right, it's just you. You're a singular speed demon. But I guess there are like other cards that are going against you, so... It is, yes. it is a multiple speed demon. Radiant Games is a single person studio based out of Illinois, New America. New Chicago. <laughs> Let's call it New Chicago. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm delirious. It's a new year. But they're very prolific. Um, Inferno 2. Have you heard of this? Joy Joy. There's a bunch of games that they put out. The game studio sounds familiar. I've seen their logo in previous games, but yeah. I don't remember necessarily like joy joy or whatever you inferno inferno 2 it like a shooting game yeah they i think they've done a bunch of sort of twin twin sticks mm, twin stick shooters yeah, yeah okay um and they've i think they've just released some ports onto play switch and maybe ps4 ah. but yeah it's a one person game studio with amazing output so good on you the one person game studio yep luke wow. snyder good impressive. job sir yeah impressive uh, Speed Demons is on the Apple Arcade premium game service. So you think you're getting games for free, but really you're paying five bucks a month. It is $4.99, right? I always forget. I, I keep thinking it's like $3.99, and then sometimes I think it's $8.99. I believe it's five. Okay. It's five, not $5.99, it's $4.99. We, we, we round up on this show. <laughs> no psychological tricks here. <laughs> Speed Demons is a top-down racing game. No need to get any more fancy than that. Right. A top-down racing game where the only means of control of your speed demon is with your thumb. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning yes, it's like right. one singular thumb. You're not, you know, you're not pressing an accelerator and then controlling with your right hand or... I see what you're saying. Most yes. driving games tend to be like two-thumb operations where, you know, one is either like the accelerator or like some sort of boost and then your right thumb is to control the steering wheel. That's true. In this game, you are pretty much steering, and that's all you need, that's all you can do. Mm-hmm. That's all you need to do in this game. Do you play this with both thumbs? I played it with one thumb. You were a single thumber. I, I was a double thumber. thumber. Mm-hmm. Maybe it also tells on how long we've played it for that, that adds to whether or not I played it with one thumb or not. <laughs> I see. So yeah, it is a casual game. I'd say this is more of a casual game rather than a more in-depth racer. The view is Very top true. down. Yep meaning that you're not, you know, put in any sort of cockpit view or any sort of like on the road view of the action that's occurring. Yeah. Um, Did you experiment with the multiple camera angle choices? I didn't even know that there were any. Ah, this is one of the mini buttons that you'll see in the UI, which I'm sure we should talk about at some point. So many buttons in this game that confuses me as a casual game. Uh, So that is actually one of my first issues is that, you know, great. You know, when you see the screenshots of this, it seems like one of those casual games. Almost reminds me of, what is it? Um, one of your favorite games, the Blitz Ball. What is it? Oh, yes. Uh, balls with a Z. Yeah, Balls with a Z, where you can kind of take every car to be like a, a ball and you just sort of have to avoid it, right? It kind of mm, it kind of yep. does feel kind of like a shmuppy in a way, where you are on a freeway and there are loads of cars on the freeway and you sort of have to avoid their way. Right. Um, And there are certain other cars that are signified uh, by either them being red or blue. 
um, that you kind of have to take down or you avoid them, just try to pass them in certain levels. And in some levels you do have to take them down. Uh, and the, the point of each level is pretty simple. It's like, you have to go fast. You have to try and avoid cars if, if that's your objective. And you, as soon as you complete out the objective, uh, you sort of win that level. Mm, yeah. I think when I first started playing it, I was kind of expecting it to be like an infinite runner. Right. But I uh, was pleased to say that, no, these are all like discrete levels. You have a certain, um, well, we'll talk about different game modes, but yeah, for each, each level, you'll have a certain objective to achieve, whether it's distance or other cars destroyed. And I really like that. I think I'm kind of, mm, I'm going a little cold on the infinite runner style games. Yeah. I like nice, discreet, playable chunks. <laughs> Give me them playable chunks. Hey, I agree. <laughs> like, I do like the, the fact that there is one sort of set objective for this. And it's not just like this ongoing thing. You know, it, it lets you try out different modes without it feeling like the game is doing something completely different. You know, like, so one level, uh, I think one of the first levels has a car that has a name. I forget. It's either like Racer or Speedster or Avenger or something like that. Yeah. And once you select the level, you are a set car. And I think the first objective is just try to finish the race at a, before the time runs out. Certain things like allow you to get more time, but by and large, you hit checkpoints, I think like roughly five or 10 checkpoints before you hit the finish line. When you do, you know, you're rated on a three-star system. You're given arbitrary three stars. You don't know why. I don't know why. Uh, yes. Yep. Uh, again, we'll get back to the UI, but yes, there are, there are targets and that tells you what you need to get to get each star level, but you need to dig to find them. Yes. Right. So you get the stars and then you go into the next level, but you really don't get onto the next level because there is certain amount of levels that you finish before you get to, you unlock the next chapter. Yes. There are sort of five or six levels in a chapter. I'm going to yeah. say it's one of those unlocking to play the next one. Kind right. of deals. And this got me really confused because as soon as you're done with the level, you're like, hooray, I got three stars. The big primary button that says right afterwards is play again. Mm-hmm. And then the smaller button below it says continue or like back or something like that. And you're just baffled at, am I supposed to play this again? Or am I? I just got five. I just got three stars. I just got three stars. Surely there isn't more stars that I can get from this. (laughs) It's not a secret four star level. (laughs) Right. And it's, and it's, um, the stars are shown in a way where you don't know if it's either from a five star system or a, Three star system. So if you get two stars, mm. it simply shows two stars without a blank star, without a oh, blank third I see. star. Yes. So one time I got a two star and then I was like, is this a three star thing or is this like a five star thing? How many stars can I get? I want to get all the stars. Hello, you're Sam. Yes, we know. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next level, um, I think you're a bus. Oh, yes. You're a bus and the objective is to take down as many cars as possible. The titular demons. Right. And being a bus, you want to take down these demons, but the speed I thought was going abnormally fast for a bus. And also you're taking everything down. You're taking cars, other cars down that didn't really subtract any points or gain you. I mean, I think it counted as a takedown, but it really didn't slow you down that much. And I felt that that was weird. Um, and I felt like the controls were pretty similar to that of a car, except there was a little bit more physics involved in like you being a bus. Um, but yeah, so overall, 
I really didn't feel like there was that much difference in the objectives except for the fact that it was counting just like a different number. Uh, and as soon as you reach the end of that level, you get your star system again, and then mm-hmm. you have to go back and then do more before the next chapter is unlocked. Yeah, let's go over the variations. So the, I made notes. So you get the checkpoints. That's the first one. So you need to just complete the level in a certain time. There's the kind of traditional race where you get number of stars depending on how many or where you place out of like 20 of the other red cars. Mm. The other demons, I guess. Uh, there's the outrun mode, which I quite enjoyed, where the blue cars are trying to wreck you and mm. you have to dodge around and get past them. And then there is the wrecking which I think was the one of the levels you played, where you need to wreck, i.e. crash into as many cars as you can um, to unlock the star objectives. So there's like a bunch of nice little variations uh, within the game on the different levels, uh, which I enjoyed. I think you are right. They are, well, once you played a bunch of them, they're kind of the same thing. You know, it's all top down. The road wiggles a little bit, but really it's all just straight scrolling up and down. You could almost just stay in a straight line. Quite often, that's actually a tactic I employed just to stay, hey, I'm just going to stay straight, weave across the traffic now and then, but of course, you know, the straight line between two points is the fastest way, whereas all your other cars are wiggling around and trying to stay in lane. You Mm. kind of hack the system. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Um, Can we talk about the UI? Let's talk about the UI. Yeah, because I have come to embrace it. Okay. But it is very baffling. I think it's... Okay, how do you describe the style? I would describe it as, I mean, deliberately brutalist. I don't know if that's even a terminology you can use for, for graphic UI, but it's very deliberately ugly, I think. Yeah. Is I, my sense. I, I almost see, and I don't want to put this on, on Luke or, or the developer in any way, but it seems like an engineer designed this. Um, and that's not to say I'm being like hoity-toity about like a UI design. It just feels like everything is put out there. I think it is a deliberate aesthetic choice. Which my, would be my guess. It just, but it is difficult. Yeah, it, there is no fit, and it doesn't seem like there is a real fit and finish, or like any sort of, you know, the way that I, I interpret good design is that a lot of times you have to take things away in order for things to be simplified. And here, just everything is put on out there. Um, so mm-hmm. I think the worst instance of this, I think, you know, the menu, the first menu, it says Speed Demons Play, Garage, Progress, Options. That's great. That's fine. You know, that's totally fine. Yeah. You get the sense of the game with the cars going in the background. That's awesome. Um, when you hit play, <laughs> oh boy, <clears throat> then we get to like multi-tiered, multi-leveled, multi-cascaded <laughs> leveling system where everything is just put out in front of you right and everything is put out in a point where like you kind of have to look at it from a close-up view because zoom in (laughs) right because then it's set up by chapters and then within the chapters there are sub chapters with events in them and then each sub chapter with its event is spelled out but then each one has a car, a description of the car, where it's taking place, how many stars there are, mm-hmm. how many completions, and each one has a play button next to it. Yes. There's a lot going on. <laughs> is there, I mean, is it, are you, are you required to have a play button next to it? I think this is ugly, but workable. Looking closely at this will tell you what your star objectives are. 
Right. So like, oh, to get three stars, you need to come first. And also tell you the car. So I think my main complaint here is that there's a leveling up upgrade system. You play a bunch of levels, you get coins, you can spend them on upgrades. However, how that's worked into the UI is very clumsy because I think I would want, hey, before I start playing a level, oh, hey, you get this car for this level. Do you want to upgrade it? Do you have X number of coins? Mm. That is not the case here. You need to, before you play a level, you need to look down underneath the title to see, oh, it's a tornado that I'm going to play with. You then go back, unless there's a clever way, which I have yet to find. Right. Then you go back, to the back, click on the garage, and then on garage, you're like, okay, or garage. I forget how Americans <laughs> say that. They need to go, okay, well, hang on. What was it? It was a, it was a, it was tornado. A, it was a tornado. Okay. So like, right. I've got a bunch of cars. Where is a tornado? Um, okay. Here, right. Tap on tornado. Then mm. I can upgrade. And then I go back and then I go back and find the level I wanted to play. And then I can play. It's just missing a sub page after this where, you know, instead of having that play button, if you just tap on that row where it says race, Apex and Atlantica, it just shows you all that information in a much clearer way on another page before you start to press play. I think that could have clarified and it has more, it'll give you more space to really explain what kind of level it's going to be rather than just having like, you know, Rampage as the descriptor name. And then giving you a count at the side of it, which is kind of unclear. I think I, and from there you can upgrade your vehicle and exactly, yeah, and all that stuff. And that would have helped me clarify it even more, rather than just having it start right away, um, without really any sort of descriptions. Uh, anyway, that's that's probably the main problem that I had with this game. Other than that, I mean, I think it's it's like a great little casual game. Um, that gives you like a nice good feeling i mean if you're if you're a fan of like the grand theft auto like the first grand theft auto where it's like a top down and kind of feels like that <laughs> right but a little bit more yeah. streamlined oh my god that's such a good good point maybe that's why i enjoyed this so much and then um if you're a fan of the burnout paradise series which is really popular in the ps3 where made by criterion games it's like this really great little racing game where it was like a really deep racing game where you can go around the, the entire map and find yourselves in like races. And there's stuff called like takedown where you have to take down the cars. Mm, there's one nice. called like, um, I think it was like the point man where like you have to go faster than like another car or something like that. It was really well done. But then the other aspect of that game was that it had this like really cool crash physics where like if you rammed into another car, like head on, it would do this like slow motion of like, and like it's <laughs> show the car like crumpling and like a really effective way, which was very delicious. I feel like that's kind of what I expected from this game as well with all the takedowns and stuff. Like, yeah, because it felt so familiar to like that crap, that burnout series. When I did a takedown, you know, I was expecting something a little bit more of like, maybe it goes into slow motion and it does flip a car over that causes like a chain reaction or something like that. But mm. it was simply, you know, you took down the cars with very little detriment to your speed and very little overall effect to the game. And it really didn't really slow you down. Like you just kept going. I think uh, maybe as you play more, you, the levels certainly become harder mm. and maybe like the kind of physics kind of becomes a little bit more obvious or a little bit more um, or less subtle, should we say? Because mm. certainly as you play some of the later levels, like you can rear end a trailer, attract a trailer and suddenly you go like, Badoosh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Because some of those those uh, outrun games get pretty 
Well, I got pretty mad. Oh, I see. Those you get suddenly like five blue cars slamming into you. Like, get that, <laughs> damn it. Can't you see I'm trying to break the law here? <laughs> down, 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 down. <laughs> Sam, on the opening screen, you have a progress. Oh, boy. Button to show you some great stats. How many vehicles have you unlocked? Uh, zero. Oh, Sam. Oh, no. I have unlocked 13. <laughs> wow. Um, okay, I think I can see how this is going to go already. <laughs> uh, let's see. I have uh, completed 64 events. Wow. I've played a lot of this game. I like this game a lot. <laughs> I have completed three events. Okay. <laughs> this is the perfect Christmas time game. Like You're just hanging out with the family. There's not really too much going on. You can just pick up and play a whole bunch of levels, uh, <laughs> which I have done. And I've traveled 280 miles, finally according <laughs> to the distance. So, yeah. I've traveled 13 miles. Okay. <laughs> Sam, shall we get to the three by threes? Let's get to the three by threes. Three things good and three things they can improve on with love. I thought this was a fun, slick, speedy gameplay that I very much enjoyed. I think if you're looking for a nice, quick pick up and play um, racing game, uh, this is for you. Eternally, I certainly enjoyed playing the heck out of this. I will plus one on that. I hate saying plus one, but I will plus one on that. Um, If you want a casual driving game with the nice bite-sized levels that gives you that dopamine rush, um, this allows you to experience a feeling of speed and zooming through a a freeway in nice short bursts. Um, And if you're down for that, give this game a try. I really enjoyed the slight variations in the levels. I think that just made it fun enough that if you kind of got, if you were stuck on one level, as I previously mentioned, getting annoyed by being just slammed by the, by the blue cars in the sort of outrun mode, you didn't have to play that anymore. You could go, okay, fine. I'll go play some different, uh, different style levels until I can face coming back. (laughs) That little variation kept me playing different levels. I think if it was completely uh, linear, where you had to complete one level before getting to the next, Maybe I would have kind of burnt out a little quicker, but right. I enjoyed that little option of like, oh, hey, okay, you played this level a bunch and you can't get your three stars. Well, let's change it up. We'll just do a nice rally or a cruise or something like that. Instead. Totally. And I think that variation really keeps you more connected to this game. Yeah. If you think about that other racing game that we played last year, which is the MMX. Oh, Speed Racer 2. Right. You did get a variation of cars, but by and large, like the racing aspect didn't change. Um, yeah. And in that sense, like if the racing aspect or the goals of the levels changed a little bit, then that probably would have kept you around longer. Yeah, I think this was the first time I've experienced a racing game that did that. Hmm. But then I'm not very experienced. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, quick, it's quick to pick up and play. You know, each level lasts one to two minutes. You're in, in and done. It's not an infinite runner, which I really liked that there's not that increasing pressure like oh my god you have to go further and like oh i could be playing it for 10 minutes to get my next high score i think like definitely having that variation instead of just being an infinite runner definitely helps as well infinite runner you know what you're getting into you just want to get the highest score possible which also means that it is going to be a more progressively longer play time yes uh, the better you get yeah right so this definitely helps in that sense um on to the bad points if you want a streamlined and intuitive experience, this probably isn't... Get, 
I mean, you have to get used to the UI. You have to get used to the interface. I agree. For me, that was like one of my initial and probably the most severe roadblocks is that uh-huh. there yep. were, it put me at a full stop. <laughs> a traffic stop. Okay, so I carry on. It was a roadblock. Okay. Um, the menus and the way and the, win- the, and the way that things are broken down into a different section, I felt like it just cluttered the page a lot. Um, the interface, when you did start, didn't really give me a good way to look at the information of like what I was supposed to do um, and, and a clear way that allowed me to just enjoy the game. I felt like it was always getting in the way um, and the way that it gave me the stars sort of wasn't clear as well. Like, why am I getting stars? Why are there levels? Why are things blocked or, you know, why are these chapters broken up in this way? So it, it caused a few hurdles for me. I, yeah, I cannot disagree with that. I think it's, it's, it's a simple game, but the UI makes it, very complicated at its core you're racing in different levels you can earn coins and stars to unlock and upgrade new vehicles that's kind of it mm. yet here you're got this huge very confusing tiny lettered ui where you're having to jump around and remember vehicle names to upgrade the right one for the next level you want to play um that is seemingly unnecessarily confusing right but I got past it because I really enjoyed the underlying game. But yeah, yeah beware that UI is tricky. And I think that is probably the strongest point is that the underlying game is solid um, mm. and that you really, it, yep. it connected with you in a way that you felt that you can continue with it. Um, for me, the driving experience didn't feel too intuitive and for me to stick to. I think if that happened for me, I definitely mm. would have stuck around and actually played it. But my my final bad point is that it didn't just feel like a responsive enough driving game for me. Like it felt like I was kind of on rails, you know, it guided me through a lot of the hurdles. And then when I hit the cars, it wasn't as detrimental as, as I was expecting them to be. <laughs> you, you drive in New Jersey every day. So you know how does it work? <laughs> besides the point, it didn't give me a fist pumping option as I was driving. Oh, but no, <laughs> like <laughs> it didn't really affect me it didn't effectively allow me to swerve around the cars as freely as I wanted to. Like I didn't know how responsive the controls would be. Um, I never got the sense that I was fully in control of the car. And in that sense, it never really felt like I had that much stake in the driving experience because of that reason. I think if there was more of a connection for me to this, that this game actually felt like shmup where it was more like one-to-one in terms of like my driving um, I think I would have invested a little bit more. Yeah, I would suggest checking out the different camera angle options, um, which is hidden away in a button, <laughs> of course. Uh, I don't think you can actually do it before you start a level. Right, you can't actually set it before you play, but if you start a level, in the top left side, there's a sort of restart button, but there's also a camera icon. And there you'll see a bunch of different camera options. You can have it inverted so it scrolls down. I think you can then have it the camera slightly at an angle so you can see your car a little more rather than top down. Oh, I see. You can Um, even go on the opposite direction, Yeah, like the rear view. There's been a new software update recently that puts the iPad in a landscape mode if you wanted to play it on Mm. your iPad. So again, stuff that's hidden (laughs) hidden away behind this slightly crazy menu system that might help you with you feeling a little more connected to how right. the car works and stuff. Yeah. And it does this weird thing where like on the thumb control, um, like I don't know where the center point was for me to drive straight. Like I think it's right. wherever it returns to 90 degrees 
or true north. Right. Rather than staying in a certain angle. And I thought like generally if I put my thumb on the left side of the screen, it would steer me towards the left. And if I put my thumb towards the right side of the screen, it would steer me towards the right. But I think it does this thing where wherever you put your thumb down, that's where the center is. Mm. And then from that point on, if you move left and right, right. it would steer you in that direction. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. But I never got a sense of like if that was true or not. Um, yeah. I was double thumbing this the whole time. Mm. Uh, and then if you put two thumbs down, <laughs> if you press two thumbs down, if you depressed with two thumbs, you it either breaks or if you're in rampage mode, it either deploys, I think, bombs from the back of your vehicle or shoots lasers out of the front. Oh, wow. Depending on your vehicle. There are definitely a lot more modes that so I didn't lot, expect. <laughs> yeah, so there's a lot more going on. Uh, so I think my bad point is, yeah, there are a bunch of different modes, but they are all kind of the same. Like the road wiggles a little bit. Mm. Oh, you get sort of um, like lane breaks where you kind of the little yellow strips that you can't cross despite having a bunch of variations. Yeah. They are all kind of the same. Yeah. So if you're not really into just like a top-down racing game, I mean, that's all this is. Yeah. But I played the heck out of this. I This was just a little dopamine hit of a couple of minutes playing, a bunch of different levels. Nice. Um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. Do you, do you recall a, playing a game in the good old days called Spy Hunter? I do not, no. Because mm. this reminded me a lot of Spy Hunter in a way, especially with like, I didn't realize there was going to be like laser beams and like bombs in the back. But when you said that, I was like, oh, this this is a lot like Spy Hunter where mm. they played the theme to Peter Gunn. Do you know that song? Isn't he a, a judge on Top Dress? Great British Bake Off? <laughs> <laughs> I might be getting the name wrong, but I think that is the theme where it's uh, it like a good racing car soundtrack um look it up if you have time mm, okay i will can you give me a little burst now yeah okay yeah yeah sort of like a james bondy kind of thing pretty good listen to this all day all right, Sam, what is your final seven-day rating for Speed Demons? Three out of seven. This just, it wasn't on all cylinders for me. <laughs> it, uh, it caused a flat. No, um, it, it wasn't what I was expecting. I think from the screenshots, this totally looks like my jam. Yeah. Um, I, I was expecting something that was a little bit more responsive to the touch. And maybe if they streamlined the menuing a little bit, it would have, you know, hit it home for me. Uh, but yeah. to me, it was only three days. The menu system does feel out of place to the level design and like the, how the rest of the game feels. Yeah. Um, no surprise. I'm going to give this a seven. Yay. <laughs> Play this every day. I enjoyed the heck out of it. I think my favorite mode was the sort of outrun mode where you're trying to uh, escape the other cars that are trying to wreck you. That was, was pretty fun. You kind of got into that little zen moment of you're not looking directly at the car. You're sort of just aware of the cars that are coming up. And that you can just mm. zoom through them. Like when that happens. You were in the zone. Yeah. You're just like, oh, dude, that was pretty good. That was pretty satisfying. So that's what gamers call. And then call- you trip up and <laughs> smash into a 16-wheeler. But yeah. So that's what gamers call the flow state. Mm. It happens a lot when you're really good with Tetris. And yeah. you're on sort of like this mind meld between, you know, exactly which piece to put at which location. So you have awareness of the stuff that's below you. Yeah. But also awareness of what's, what blocks are coming next and exactly how to handle them. And you get into this like flow state. 
um, that's a good state to be in. If you have an Apple Arcade subscription, go download it, check it out, and just be aware. Warning, danger ahead, that UI system and menu is unnecessarily difficult. Right. It doesn't detract from the enjoyment of the game for me. And it might, it might, yeah. But I understand why it could for other people. And while you're on that Apple Arcade subscription, mm. stick around because we have another game from the Apple Arcade. And the next game that I'm going to recommend for the next seven days... Do-do-do, firing up the App Store, yes. ...is Assemble with Care. Mm. Starting off the New Year's 2020 with a little bit more of a story-driven puzzle game. You're welcome, Edwin. Thank you. <laughs> Assemble with Care. The tagline is a story in 12 objects. <laughs> I don't know why that annoys me already, but it sort of does. But this looks beautiful. I think the objective of this game is for you to fix different objects. And as you're doing so, you get a little bit of a, a story. Ah. Oh, I know who made this. Our friends, not our friends, but our, well, well, maybe your friends. Mm. Our friends at Us 2 who yeah. made Monument Valley. So they have a precedent. So this is an Us 2 Games. Oh boy, you can tell that millennials made this with their... <laughs> Millennial pink. With their cassette tapes and uh, SLR cameras. What <laughs> <laughs> so do yeah. you think of this? So Edwin, anyway, yes. You have seven days to play Assemble with Care. From Apple Arcade. And Us 2 Games. Before we go, things of the week. I'm going to revisit something that we've already picked before and then also picked in our year in review. But man, I went down the you're wrong about the podcast rabbit hole so hard. I've just listened to maybe 50% of the episodes. Wow. And they're all like an hour or so each. The recent OJ Simpson series that they're doing right now. Oh my God, it's so good. It's so good. I'm so mad they haven't got a new episode out yet. I'm sort of checking every day. (gasps) Is today when they're going to have a new OJ Simpson episode? (gasps) Um, yeah, if you're not listening to this, uh, it's pure catnip for my ears. Yeah. Is that a good phrase? I don't, I don't think know. it is. Unless your ears are cats, then. Yeah, uh, but it's so good. It's such a like a measured, in-depth, thoughtful recounting of, well, they do a lot, a bunch of serial killers and murderers, but of like events from history told. Like, I love that it's not a, like a, like it's not a glossy, like radio lab, WNYC, like here you have to, you must open with it is the just two people to, talking, like, right? Yeah. And like, oh God, you have like a whole bunch of sound design and you have all this mm-hmm. like glossy production, which you often get with like true crime, which doesn't please me really. But here they just jump straight into it. There's no lengthy intro. There's no like kind of yep. setting up. Um, it's really about two yeah. people accounting sort of the different facts that they found about the case and, you know, putting their valuable opinion on it that's pretty woke yeah i love refreshing yes yeah absolutely i really love that the format is sort of one of them does the research for each week and then sort of retells the story so you're as the audience you're like the person who is hearing it for the first time and you hear their reactions to it and you know they sort of half remember things and then the uh, sort of the other person can give them more in-depth details so the one that i also really liked was the anna nicole smith one mm, if you I'll haven't heard that. up, that's next it's really good and then um the I challenger have... one i really enjoyed oh All really the challenger disaster huh. i need sticker. to listen to the alien gonzalez one as well because that that one is going to make me angry i feel <laughs> um the tanya harding was amazing oh i see i haven't got that one. Oh, it's so Jeffrey good Dahmer was pretty good i mean all the recent oj simpson ones it's amazing are incredible 
it's just pick any one at random. Right. Uh, and I will guarantee that it'll be a delight. I haven't listened to the Satanic Panic one yet, but I'm, mm. I'm going to listen to it because I'm super interested about it. You just learned that media is awful. Like, media is awful. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's kind of what you use all this stuff kind of boils down to is like having a system where what news reported is based on like how much people will buy it or exactly. click through on it. Is just a terrible system that, of course, leads to like terrible awfulness. And how around. people abuse it, how people abuse the power of the media in order to sway public opinion on certain people. It's just really gross. Oh my God. And how we treated women in the 80s and 90s is just so... Yeah, and this isn't 1880s and 1890s. Yeah. This is like 1980s and 1990s. It's just awful. Like, of course it was the woman's fault. <laughs> she, she was young and she liked having sex. And so she no wonder she got fun, killed. Right? Exactly. It was like, oh my God. Yeah. And maybe she should apologize for dying. <laughs> you know, like. So that's not really my thing of the week, but I've just been listening to it so much I had to mention it. This is our third time now that we've mentioned it on this show. Yeah, but you should definitely listen to it. It is my, my jam. Um, my thing of the week is also a podcast. It is The Besties. Mm-hmm. Now from Spotify Studios. Hello, us. Yeah, ex-Polygon show, I believe. Or ex, yeah, it must have been a Polygon show previously. But it is your team, your favorite gamers, Griffin McElroy, Justin McElroy, Chris Plant, and Russ Freshstick. I was always like, awful squad, back again together. It, it really in is. Form. Uh, they've recently done like a recap of, uh, 2019 as their latest episode. Very fun to listen to. Um, but yeah, the, the team is back together for like a weekly gaming podcast and my ears couldn't be happier. Oh, nice. We have competition. You mean? Right. Exactly. (laughs) Well, I think we have, we're, we're fairly safe in that they're really good at what they do. (laughs) Right. They got operate, operating in a different stratosphere than us really. Yeah. And yeah, it's, uh, I didn't realize it, but this is a Spotify exclusive podcast starting from 2020. Their back catalog is available from other platforms. Um, they recently done a game of the year two-parter that's available in other platforms. Ooh, they did two parts, boy. They are professionals. They are professional. I know. They break it up. They have ad breaks in between. <laughs> we could barely get through 15 minutes for our game in, <laughs> our game in review for the year. Yeah. Uh, give it a listen. It is on Spotify. Um, but you don't need a premium account to listen to it. Any free old account will do. Um, but yeah, the, the gaming gang is back together. Oh, nice. I'll check that out. So although I talked about you're wrong about for about five minutes, that wasn't actually my thing of the week. Oh, okay. <laughs> Surprise. That was a merely, uh, honorable mention because we've already picked it three times in a row. So it feels like we should probably mix it up a little bit. Um, I will grant you the ability to pick another. Thank you, Sam. I appreciate that. My real thing of the week is a internet application mm. called Notion. Oh. Which I've been using for the last month or so. I would describe it as all of Google Docs mixed with Evernote and Trello as kind of a pitch or a elevator pitch. It's kind of a kind of personal productivity planner. It's like a yeah, yes. Yeah, as much as I hate that word, but it's more like a I think it's what I kind of wanted Evernote to be, but it never quite worked out. It's like what I would think of as like your exo exo brain. Like I'm using it, like everything gets put in there. Like I don't have to remember stuff. Right. Like this is now the one place where stuff lives. Mm. I've been using it for a month um, with a free account. And I think I've used up like half of my space. Um, if you have a educational email at one of our prestigious universities here in the United States, oh. uh, you can get it for free. But really it's... um. Yeah, Sam, I was going to show you a little walkthrough of like, you can kind of have 
A, the design is lovely. It's kind of like Coda. I don't know if you're familiar with Coda. They oh, yeah. try to do something a little bit like, hey, Google Docs is great, but, you know, how do you link documents together? How do you mm. find stuff? What if you want to have, like, a spreadsheet in the middle? Um, I kind of split this up, like, because there's a task list. So, like, this is all the boring admin I need to do, and you can have it like a little Trello board. I'm using it as, like, the mastermind Krang centerpiece of, like, uh, <laughs> what's the X-Men dome that the guy in the wheelchair lives in? <laughs> Uh, oh boy. You know the one where yeah, he can I see everything. And like, <laughs> I know he doesn't live in there, but he seems spacious. You could put some a couch and some sporty throw pillows. Right. Nice. The, yeah, the one where Professor Xavier goes into and he can see everything in the world happening. Yes. One of my favorite things is that there's like a really good templating uh, system. So mm-hmm. for travel, um, I've set up like a, tram- a template. So one of the things we talked about before is that I have this like pre- travel checklist where like every time I go on a trip, right. I make a note of all the stuff I need to do. And then the stuff I forget, I add to the checklist. So next time I won't forget my favorite nail clippers. Mm. You go you away for two them. weeks, suddenly you've got talons and you're like, Oh, why did I not bring nail clippers? That's ridiculous. So now I've put that in my template so that now if I have a new trip coming up, I can say, Hey, add a new trip. And then now my new trip has, has a bunch that of, template. Yeah. Has that template ready to go. Um, and then, you know, Hey, like where to keep more flight details? Where's like the car rental number? Like I'm going to San Juan in February for a wedding. Like, Oh great. I can just like, here's the webpage for it. Um, here's like, Oh, the wedding ceremony details and reception, like where I need to go. And you can like embed Google maps. Like, Hey, where am I staying? And then you can also share this with people for free. Mm. Um, so I shared this with my boyfriend. Um, Amazing. So I'm going to propose that maybe we could move our, intricate system for managing the show into notion. Okay. I, uh, I'm, I'm currently, you're showing me this over the desktop. Yes. Um, is there a mobular form? There is. Yep. It's everywhere. In fact, it's even taken pride of place as the fourth home spot on my home bar. Cause normally it's over three. Oh, <laughs> it's become the fourth. Cause I, for the longest time I was like, no, you only have three, three priority apps in your home bar. Um, but now that's a big deal. I know, right? This has worked out. I think it's just like the design is good. Like I know a bunch of apps do this well. Um, so yeah, I was thinking like we could potentially maybe use this because like, Hey, for speed demons, I actually had my little, my planner go out three by threes. I like that you can collapse mm. them because I don't want to see your three by threes before I see mine, you know, so I you see. can kind of collapse them. We can have the episode artwork link out to the MP3s because there's also like a file. It's like a storage thing. We can keep track of the show notes. I don't know. I've been enjoying it a lot. I would say check it out. It's free. Let's give um, it a try. Is it really free though? Well, let me tell you about the different options you can get. For free, you get uh, a thousand blocks of storage and that's kind of defined as, yeah, slightly wobbly, but essentially anything you put in there counts a as a block. I see. Yeah. There's a five megabyte file upload limit. So if we want to use this for our podcasty stuff, we probably need to bump it up. But I can pay for it, and you as a guest, um, I think, don't need to do that. Personal is four bucks a month. I think it's maybe five if you don't pay for a year. Um, yeah, and if you're a student, you can get it for free. Like, I really like the fact that there's, like, there's now one place to put stuff. Like, mm. I don't need to think like, oh, wait, well, does this go into my task paper list? Or like, should I make this a note? Do I put this in, my, in Google Calendar? Well, maybe, yeah, this is not a place calendars for me. Or like, oh, do I set a reminder like right. now everything kind of goes into here um which i've been very much enjoying that reminds me i need to unsubscribe i don't know why i'm still subscribed to my evernote but mm. oh yeah 
I need to remove that subscription, transfer everything over to Google Notes or something like that, Google Docs. Yeah. Or maybe Notion. Mm. They probably have like an importer. From Evernote. They should. That would be great. Yeah. I'll put a link in the show notes to like a YouTuber who does, I mean, he's a productivity thinker, the worst, (laughs) but he has, he goes through how he uses Notion to like manage the production of his YouTube videos which is kind of very helpful. Like he has like a database with like these template stuff set up. So you can like, Hey, I've got a new projects. Here's all the stuff already started for me. Um, like a bunch of productivity stuff. Often doing the stuff around productivity is the thing that you do and you don't actually do the tasks that you need to do. So it doesn't, right. it's more like productivity porn, right? You're like, Oh, I could bet I can make this a template and make this to-do list like responsive with this and join this with a pivot table and stuff. You're like, well, great. But like, are you actually doing any of the stuff on your list or are you just dicking around with how the list looks? Um, this, I think, rides that line of giving the flexibility of doing stuff, but without... Getting in the way and having it be yes. the task rather than yeah. helping you with a task. Yeah. I see. Uh, Notion. I've been enjoying it. Check it out. If great. you kind of want to... Well, you sold me. Organized. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I'm very easy to convince with these things. <laughs> All right. More for productivity. Yeah. Sign me up, buddy. Let's do it. All right. And that is our show. Play along with us at home for the next seven days as we play. Assemble with care available to you on Apple Arcade. Sorry, Android users. If you have a game suggestion that you want us to check out, you may tweet us at seven days to play. Seven days to play. 2020. Seven days to play.